0: Carroll, bringing it forward, Thompson's making the run, Carroll hangs on to it though, still David Carroll, could go all the way here, oh what a goal!
1: Hello, I'm Phil Catchpole and welcome to Ringing the Blues, the official podcast of Wiccan Wanderers. Yes, that's right, I've joined the club. The podcast will remain the same in many ways and I'll also still be on the Match Day commentary, including on BBC Three Counties Radio for the foreseeable future. And on next week's episode, myself and the Head of Media, Matt Cecil, will be talking about Wanderers TV. So any questions you have about the upcoming new club platform, then please let me know on social media and we'll deal with them next week. On this week's episode, though, we have club CFO Pete Coohey updating us on the off-the-field matters. Our chips on the way back? Plus, we hear from midfielder Curtis Thompson and Gareth Ainsworth ahead of the trip to sunny Morricombe on Saturday. But first, here's the action and reaction from the Chairboys' victory over Oxford. In the M40, it's not a derby. Back to Thompson on the volley. Score! There. Scored. They won the goal for Wicked Wanderers, and for the first time since I can remember, they celebrate in front of the press box. Curtis Thompson mobbed by his teammates and substitutes alike. It's Wicked Wanderers 1, Oxford United nil. Hanlon in acres, here, here is Hanlon, he's drawn a goal. Brandon Hanlon scores! Yes. The counter-attack for Wickham is sex for McCleary. He waited for the pass. He found Hanlon. He drew the keeper and he knocked Meg and doubled Wickham's lead. Wickham to Oxford nil. Uh, Gareth, top of the league, two in at home. Yeah, um, you've, you've said a
2: lot already there, Phil, because that's a, that's a big result against um, the derby. That's not a derby, and uh, and the the you know the closest team to us, uh, who you know historically have done very well in League One, and are still doing very well in League One. Uh, they're a good outfit, so that makes that win a tough win, but a very professional, and shows I think how far this club has come in regards with. Uh, you know, with with the standings in League One, we've we've gone top tonight, which is brilliant. But it's a long, long way to go. But to be amongst the names that are amongst, I think, is phenomenal. And uh, and the way we played after probably the first 15 minutes, so it was very even first 15. A great clearance off the line from Tafazzoli and Stewart between them. Um, a good save from Stockholm. But after that, really, I thought we were we were a real a real value for our win today. I thought the boys played superbly well. Um, we lost Sam Volks yesterday to, to a suspected COVID and, uh, and people probably thought, how are they going to play now without a big man? We had a big man on the bench. We didn't even need to put him on today and uh, I'll, probably, I'll probably have some words in the, in the week with that. But um, he's uh, Bale loves to get on and wants to get on every time. But um, some of the football we played, um, I thought it was outstanding. Mamete, McCleary, Hanlon. What a front three that is at the moment, you know, really, really carving chances out. And uh, I thought we deserved the win. Some goal from Curtis
1: Thompson as well. He's really found his shooting boots this season.
2: Yeah, I don't know where that's been. You know, I'm going to have to have a word with Curtis, find out why he's uh, he's, he's venturing so high up the pitch. Because him and Josh going, wow, I wouldn't want to play against them two in midfield. You know, they secure the the play. Uh, they secure the the shape that we employed today, which was a very attacking sort of, you know, three-two-four-one. You know, if I'm honest, it's, it's really, um, you know, really sort of up in, in your faces at Oxford trying to get them to play long. But also, when we get the chance to, to play the quality balls into Mometi, into McCleary, um, Brandon almost played as a big man at times, but then he had his, his, his running moments. Um, I thought the boys adapted really, really well. Really pleased with them, proud of them. And uh, like I said, they deserve, uh, mm. deserve all the plaudits. They, they were brilliant for me
1: and how was that change because you know with folks up top he was really starting to find rhythm hasn't he though these last two three months not having up there at the top was that a, a, a difficult adjustment um it's
2: not a difficult adjustment it is a worrying adjustment because he's something going away from something that we've done for for years now you know with uh, i do like my big strikers and people I make no make no bones about that but also we don't always have to play uh the way that people think we play, which we don't play. So, <laughs> um, I thought today the boys adapted superbly well. The wing backs got really high. John Obi, against his ex club, was was fabulous. You know, Jack Grimmer again, another cracking performance. Um, and the back three there at the end, and, and back four, I've got to include David Stockdale, um, just soaked up all the crosses, first touches on the ball, calmness, um, and like I say, I, I thought we were great value for the results today. I don't think there'll be any complaints that uh, Wickham deserve that. I thought Anis missed uh, a, a great chance first half, and uh, but again he was sensational in his runs, uh, so it could have been more. But Oxford also had, had that one chance in the first half where they potentially uh, should be one up. So great game, great um, in brackets derby game, but um, We've got more coming next week now. That's all I want to focus on and, uh, and put this one to bed.
1: It was very busy here as well, and a very vibrant atmosphere, and, and that really played its part too. Brilliant. At the end, you
2: know, I went over um, to that Frank Adams stand, and when it's full, they don't realise how much noise they make, you know. The terrorist always makes noise, and, and, and you know, I'll come to that in a minute because there's one, there's one special person I want to dedicate this win to. But... Um, the Frank Adams stand today just full and going over at the end there with the fireworks blaring on the other side you know it was uh, it was a special moment and uh, like I said it was a uh, it was a great win against uh, a, a really really good side and uh, Oxford will be up there in and around it totally believe that at the end of the season so, so were Wickham Wanderers and that's a, that's a great thing to be able to say
1: and you, you talked about dedicating the game when Wickham scored their second goal you held up the shirt tell yeah. us the story
2: uh, Lena and, and, uh, uh, who, who has been a stalwart fan of this football club who has been through thick and thin I, I, I remember at Bristol Rovers when we got beat here 10 years ago 11 years ago when we were looking at the doldrums of, of non-league football um, as passionate as she'd have been today Singing and shouting and cheering and, and there's a group of them that uh, have have really driven this club forward with the noise and and I'm telling you some of those goals that we've scored late in that terrace stand is because of uh, Lena and 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 all her friends and her, her family who get behind this team who are proud to be Wigan Wanderers fans and I was proud to hold her shirt up today and. and uh, Almost got myself in trouble with the referee, but um, I think he totally understood that um, some things are bigger than football. But that one's for her and uh, and all the fans that knew her and the family that um, that have lost such a, a wonderful girl. Hopefully, we can uh, we can cut the whole season off for everyone who we've lost this season. But you know, I don't want to put a, a real down note on it. The boys have been fantastic, um, and all our fans are really proud of them today, and so am I.
1: Sticking to the financial rules and growing the club sustainably was the mantra of the Kuhigs when they took a majority stake in the club. On the pitch, Wickham were top of the table, but how are things going off the field? I caught up with club CFO Pete Kuhig to find out. 2-0
3: 2-0 win was about as good as it gets on the against Oxers. About as good, as good as it gets on the pitch, especially coming off of that week. Seven points in one week is phenomenal. Uh, but uh, off the pitch, um, that was our best match day ever. Uh, under our on, as long as we've been here, um, really just revenue wise, uh, both tickets. Uh, even though we sold slightly less tickets than we did uh, against Ipswich a couple of years ago, uh, we actually made more money on the gate income. High, one of the highest. Per head spins that we've had. Uh, it was a great in, it, it was a great environment before and after the game. Lots of people got there early. A lot of people stayed late. Um, plenty of beer sold. Plenty of food in the kiosks. I think we're, Will has has really taken to the challenge. He's improved every week. Delivery is getting quicker. Um, we're still dealing with queues, but you're never going to totally get rid of them. Yeah, uh, that was our first. Uh, I think it was our first hundred thousand pound day and uh, this year and it was well above that. It was almost 120 grand. So When we put our budget together, uh, there was some revenue growth that, that, that we put in into the projections that sort of supported the salaries, that we, the wages that we're spending on players. Got some questions from the EFL, but uh, glad to say that the uh, early returns are, are supporting our uh, projections on that front.
1: The fans understand then, when they're buying beers and burgers, that's actually going to Gareth's bottom line? Yeah, uh,
3: you know, I, I, I think some people took it as a joke uh, earlier this year, but, yeah, making a profit on on beer, making a profit on uh, hamburgers, making profits everywhere around the park is actually what supports us and our ability to be able to sign players like that because there is... Uh, it is called the SCMP and we're only allowed to spend a certain amount based on our revenues so growing our revenues at this club is critical to being able to put together teams at the League One level that can compete
1: like this. It seems a long time ago when when Rob arrived with the Cajun Spices in his own suitcases but I'm guessing because of the COVID restrictions you you guys haven't really had a lot of crowds coming through the gates of Adam's Park. No,
3: it it has actually been pretty crazy. you know, we had a, a concessionaire that, that serviced the the park before COVID. They're not back anymore. We basically had to come up with a startup operation to be able to service the kiosks, service the bars beforehand. We, we were very lucky last year that we, we'll, you know, um, through some contacts uh, at some other great sponsors of ours, Rebellion, we obviously have a great great relationship with them. Tim and Phil over there helped us find. Uh, Helped us find Will, and who has really just jumped in, and he's got front of house experience, he's got back of house experience. He's definitely the best Southern American barbecue cooking English chef I've I've met. So it's it's been um, a lot of fun, and he's very enthusiastic about growing that business and and making it better, and and continuing to provide more and more options to our supporters. Uh, we've obviously dealt with some some labor shortages, not just in 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 the service industry but across the board um, and i think he's dealt, dealt very well with it uh we we're not offering everything we want to yet um, but it is a any startup business any growth business like that it's gonna it's gonna take a little bit of a learning curve you know we definitely want to get chips back and, and we've got some plans on how to be able to do that you know the difficulty is and is that those kiosks are not made for food preparation i guess they were maybe <laughs> pursuant to regulations in the early 90s, but they're just, it's its just, we're having to figure out a pretty unique situation to be able to provide the level and quality of food that we want all over the park before and during the match.
1: So a bit like what Gareth does, this has to be sustainable. So when income starts to increase, you can then reinvest and, and keep boosting the income. Is that the strategy? Yeah,
3: exactly. Uh, although um, a lot of the stuff that we did to put in place experience like Achieving the match day revenues that we have right now as well as the match day profits um, Was set in place two years ago when we changed the season ticket pricing when we changed the match day ticket pricing That was all pre-covid and it was just part of a longer-term plan to sort of Peg us to where we were at in League one and in sort of a mixture of the championship pricing was to put us on an even footing as, as far as spending goes I know it's a little bit more expensive than most people want but we have to make money as a club. Our partner is a Supporters Trust. Every, you know, every dollar that we bring in, 25 cents is theirs. And in order to put out a competitive club at League One level, you have to spend some money. And, and so, but we also look at it as marketing. You know, um, obviously our match day experience, that is on is first, first and foremost on, on what Rob's thinking about. But, you know, realistically, the more we invest in the plan side and, and, and the better that we do, it will help the entire experience uh, become better so that more and more people come. This past weekend, I mean, uh, we went over to 8,000, and, and we're still in an environment where some people aren't leaving their houses yet, they aren't coming in, so it's not quite where we want to be. It would have been great to have a sellout, but just the, the constant growth that we've achieved over the last two years has been uh, Pretty satisfying considering the massive curveball that COVID threw us right in the middle of
1: it. So if there's a lapsed fan out there who maybe hasn't been to Adams Park and experienced life at Wickham under the Coo what would you say to them?
3: Well, and it's not just about life on uh, how we're doing it. Um, One of the things that's mystifying to me is that the area is filled with football fans and... For whatever reason, they just have never been to a Wickham Wanderers match. And every time that we get a new one of those fans that comes in the park, they literally they, they, they ask themselves, why haven't I done this before? And it's, um, I mean, it's hard to describe. I just, I, I don't know why people look down on League Two or League One or even the Championship. To me, that, that, the lower leagues of English football is where real football exists. It's pretty hard to, it's very difficult to watch. On television, so a lot of times you have to come here. It's a pretty affordable experience, especially when you especially when you compare it to other activities that families do. And I think the more and more families, you know, I saw some of the tweets this weekend where it was just um, dads that had brought their wives and, and kids to their first match, and just how much they enjoyed it. Uh, all we got to do is everybody's just got to get their friends to come, and, and the more it happens, the more they'll get there. And, uh, you know, it'll put you in that weird position where the Terrace sells out, and if you've waited to get your ticket, you won't be able to get one. And so be prepared next time because we knew it was coming. I, I, I told Ben, as soon as we sell out in the Terrace, somebody's going to text me and ask me, tell, tell me they forgot to get their ticket. So uh, better plan ahead because we got some big matches coming up um, the rest of the season. We've got all the big clubs left. Uh, We played Sunderland twice, we played Ipswich twice, but everybody in that top 7, 8, 9, 10 teams, we've played away, and so they'll be coming here. And so if you do get the subscription and and join as a season ticket holder this year, it's an extreme amount of value tied to that, in my opinion.
1: So things go more off the pitch as well as on the pitch as well. So the... uh... The sustainability's going well, the money's coming through, the fans are going to want me to ask you, Pete, the transfer window is open, does this mean that their beer and burger money may be seen in a quarter shirt or something? Well, we have
3: invested that beer and burger money into uh, Wanderers TV, and our first January <laughs> planet is obviously yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but uh, no, we... Um, obviously we do a january window is not just when our when our business happens i think it would surprise it probably wouldn't surprise people how much time and energy and and scouting and looking at analytics that that the guys do behind the scenes all year to sort of put some targets uh, out there yeah we we have some targets that said Uh, Our squad is about as healthy as it can be, and uh, one of the reasons that Gareth and Dabo are so good and the rest of the guys are so good at bringing in players who blossom uh, at Wickham is they're very picky. They're very selective. Honestly, hundreds and, or maybe even thousands of leads over a season come in through the door, and, and that's just the ones that come in through the door. That, you know, uh, Steven and Josh and Matt and Dabo and Lee and all of those guys watch lower league matches, are, are really looking deep at some of the, some of the studies that, and some of the reports that Steven has done and dig, and dig deeper on some of these players, and it's not just about this January. Sometimes it's about next summer. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, even farther off than that. And I, I, and I also think our, our team is performing so well, you also have to look at the balance. And, and any time you bring somebody in, uh, you know, you're taking a chance. And so it's, uh, January is a, a critical time to look at your team, to be able to see. It's, a, it's an opportunity to strengthen your team if you need it. I mean, but, you know, we're top of the league. Played without Voxie last weekend and and beat Oxford 2-0. we got a bunch of guys that haven't really gotten the minutes yet that they deserve. Uh, This team is unbelievably good. Garrett's decisions are difficult every single week. Do we want to add people when there are guys on our bench that that we would love to see play if given the opportunity? Uh, You can't ever sit still in English football. And, And so if they're... If there are, some of our targets are available and we're able to acquire them this January, we will, but we're never going to be held for ransom. We're never going to be, uh, make rash decisions. Everything is well thought out and
1: um, just a typical January in with them. Combative midfielder Curtis Thompson will clock up four years at the club this month. He's become a firm favorite in Bucks during this time. And I spoke to Kurt at the training ground this week.
0: Nice, flew by. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely gone very quick. Um, enjoyed every minute of it.
1: Um, still enjoying every minute of it. And who knows? Hopefully another four years. Ago. Well, a lot's happened in that in that short period of time. You, you came Wickham in, in League Two. Did you ever think the journey that you've been on would have happened?
0: Um, I'd like to have thought that we would have progressed and done well as a club because of the way. It was when I first came. Everybody was professional. You know, um, I think it was top, top four, fourth in the league when I came. So yeah, promotion was definitely
1: a big target. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been really good. And you've played your way into the fan starts with your defensive midfield displays. But this season, the goals are coming as well. Uh, explain how that progression has come about.
0: So um, this season, I. Definitely been working on my shooting. Um, I, I had just a slight operation, just nothing major, just a little bit of bone shaving and freeze um, at the end of the season last season. So that helped a lot. I used to get a bit of um, impingement when I was struck the ball, so that's gone now. So yeah, like there's nothing holding me back from striking now. So yeah, that and a bit of practice
1: has definitely helped me out. And the goal against Oxford, you, you celebrated in front of the press box, which is, we never get to see these things. But I'm guessing you had family nearby.
0: Yeah, my family don't come too often, so um, I see my boy before the game. He said, "Make sure you scored that." So but I had no problems, so you know, i went and celebrated with him. But no, nah, yeah, it was good. Um,
1: good to be in front of the press box, or something different. You talked about the practice and technique. The the goal against Oxford uh, was a textbook one, not for you, just for your son, but for all young footballers looking at that. That was uh, some superb technique. Was it in the moment it left your foot? Uh,
0: I think so, yeah. I think so, yeah. But um, I watched it go all the way and then I thought um, Brandon was going to touch it. I was thinking, no, I don't no, you dare. But
1: yeah, he left it and it went straight in. So yeah, delighted with And the other high profile goal, goal this year came against Morecambe. They're the next opponents. That was a hugely vital goal for Wanderers and a great one for momentum as well for the whole club. Yeah definitely, um, it's
0: huge last five minutes in Adams Park as everybody knows so i um, delighted to this, to score my first one for the season and to secure the three points against them, they're a good side and we had to work really hard to get them three points
1: but yeah glad to have taken part in that. That was a real roller coaster that game at Adams Park against Morecambe. Now we're going up there. It's a long away day. Uh, what would you take into that game from from, the, from what you learnt against Morecambe earlier in the season? Know
0: um, that they're they're very physical team. They're high pressing. They'll try and be in our faces. Obviously they're they're at home, so they'll back themselves hundred percent. I definitely back us a hundred percent too. And the momentum from the last game, we take that into to Morecambe, and yeah, we'll just the best part of, our, of ourselves
1: we can. And going top against uh, with the winning against Oxford on Saturday what's, what's the, the reaction been amongst the boys in the dressing room to going first in the table?
0: Um, I wouldn't say it's really changed to be honest um, the boys are confident we've been confident even when we've dropped to fourth and fifth we know that just got to focus on the next game and the points will come because we've got all the ability in the, in the squad and everybody's going to be needed so everybody's ready, the boys that are playing, they're pushing the boys that are playing and yeah it's just, just
1: level headed I'd say, all, all season. And, so, and Tuesday night Wigan were playing I mean, Wigan have got a lot of games in hand, are, are the boys are you messaging, it, messaging each other on WhatsApp when these games are taking place, checking when the goals are going in?
0: Um, not so much, no. I, we do know that they got um thick month, I think it's next month, games are coming thick and fast for them, so about them getting through it but I think the main focus is just on ourselves really and just knowing that every game we have to just go into and like I say, just believe that we can take a three
1: points and the end of the season i think everything will take care of itself i also had a chat with the gaffer looking ahead to morecambe and also an update on the transfer window gareth's back on the road another long coach and an overnight stay but they tend to suit wick and Wanders. uh yeah we uh we have got that before anything phil welcome to wick and wonders
4: pleasure to have you and i know you've been fantastic uh over the years for us but it's great to have you on board and uh and uh i'm hoping to get many of these interviews with you so uh, but as you say uh, the first one is a trip right up north to Morecambe, you know, it's uh, obviously where I'm from, uh, up that way, and uh, and I know what it's like, I know, uh, you know, what the conditions will be this time of year, and I also know that Morecambe hasn't been a happy hunting ground, really, um, home or away, no, I don't say happy hunting ground, it's been an average hunting ground, you know, and uh, and we've got to be on our, our best for this one, because uh, they're a good side, you know, they, they had a good result mid-week, although they got bait, I think, Wigan are one of the strongest teams in the league. They they scared them. They took them all the way, um, and you can forget the fourth 3 at Adams Park, you know. So it's uh, it's going to be a tough game as as always. Um, but Thursday today is, is about getting the squad together now, knowing who's fit, who who uh, who's going to be making this trip. Um, obviously, we had the Sam Volk situation last week. We've uh, we've changed the team, one or two hopefully back from injury. Um, He's fit. I'll be talking to the medical staff this morning and then putting a session on that we think will uh, will help beat the team on Saturday.
1: Knowing the north-west as well as you do, obviously you'll be doing your due diligence in Morecambe, but
4: you also checking the weather forecast? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be cold, but I think uh, today, tomorrow, the cold ones, I think it's going to just warm up a little bit, but um, I am from the north-west and uh, you can get some surprises up there. It's usually rain, but uh, it's uh, it's going to be a cold one, you know, and... Uh, I know that the, uh, there's been a few games off already this week, rather than, of course, uh, against Lincoln was off, uh, which we all had eyes on. But um, no, I think we'll be, uh, we'll be OK for Saturday, I think. Um, hopefully get a few travelling fans up there because they always make a great noise. Um, we haven't been for a couple of years, which is, which is brilliant, you know. Wacom have done fantastically well. And you know what? They've got a soft spot for me because they're the North West team and uh, they, they, they've done
1: fantastically well to be where they are. And you'd have been a big Morgan fan on Tuesday night, along with the Wigan fans as well, following that game against Wigan. Yeah. Uh, I guess a good opportunity to not have a game yourself on a Tuesday, but also to, to check out your position in action.
4: Yeah, I was at AFC um, Portsmouth, um, and that was a, that was I would say a good game. It was a, it was a very tight game, very cagey both sides. You know, not many chances either team. Um, obviously, a good point for AFC, and, and Portsmouth would have probably wanted more. So. Uh but the the more we can pull away from this middle pack, the better, you know, we can wander as we need to we need to look after our own results. It's too early in the season to start thinking about other people's results. We know all the games in hand are coming. Um I think there's a few teams with the game in hand games in hand now which aren't always great, you know. You look at Rotherham last year they had a, a congested end of the season and and we picked them on the last game, you know. So there's uh there's all sorts to go yeah you know it's it's January, yeah we're sitting top, which is brilliant, and it's just probably just a reward for the boys for how much they've worked this season. well done, we're top, this is great, no way does that make our season you know we've got to work so hard to stay with this pack cause these teams are great um and uh, and yeah we'll we will be keeping an eye on the other results, of course you do you're not human if you don't do that, but um it, it is sorry, cliche, it's going to be all about us, what we do um. Starting today on that training pitch out there in a couple of hours' time yeah, it's looking pretty
1: defrosted, so I think we'll be okay. And with the games in hand as well, it becomes almost like false positions and stuff, but points on the board over games in hand every time, right? Points on the board,
4: definitely, you know. Um, obviously, people look back a couple of years ago and our games in hand got us the points per game to get us in the playoffs, but um, thankfully, this pandemic looks like we're, we're sort of plateauing out and we're coming over, over the, the tough bits and the, the Omicron seems to be fading away which is brilliant um, you never know what's around the corner but the more points we can get on the board as quick as possible, um, we'll leave the other teams looking thinking can we catch Wickham rather than uh, our games in hand they're going to be fine it, it's it's a real conundrum at the moment but all I know is that we've got a schedule that's pretty straightforward uh, the Cambridge games obviously are fantastic for them um, but there's one or two are going to have six, seven, eight games in a month. And, and believe me, that's tough. You know, you, all sorts comes into that preparation, your injuries, your loading. This modern game now, um, you know, we, we really do it well here. My medical team, Ben Sayers and Dave Weiss on the sports science side, I couldn't thank them enough for, for giving me 11 really fit bodies, really ready to go on a Saturday. And midweek games can hamper that. So, uh, no, we're really comfortable where we are, happy where I am.
1: And, uh, and like I say, looking forward to Saturday night the week that Wickham Wanderers hits off of the league, Wickham have been in, in the press every single day this week, but they're not talking about the football. Does that help you with the football manager, though? Because it keeps you under the radar. Yeah, of course. You know, and Rob
4: and Pete do a fantastic job of keeping the two things separate. And believe me, when I was a player, um, all you wanted to do is train and play. You know, you don't look, you don't read these stories about what's going on boardroom or this club and finances and things honestly as a player you you know I don't want to sound mercenary. you care about getting paid at the end of the month and, and playing your games and, and that's it and that, honestly, that's down to it that's down to it and, and playing games is ahead of getting paid at the end of the month we'd have done it for free you know and uh, it's it's what footballers do you know they, they work for somebody they say right I'll play for you I'll give my all for you they don't really concentrate and focus on that stuff behind the scenes honestly you ask my boys some of them won't even about it honestly they will and, and i credit rob and pete um and andrew howard to, to keeping that away from them keeping that separate because it is a separate issue that's something different our job's the football our job's playing on a saturday tuesday getting the points and uh and that's all i want my voice to
1: focus on where there is a crossover though between you and the q higgs is the transfer window we're in january yeah. how's that going yeah we've uh we're actively Chasing some players
4: at the moment. Um, it's tough. It always is because um, we are now going for a player which I've never been able to go for before. It's maybe signing a player, maybe paying a for some a fee for a player. Um, Long players, you, you know, yes, they're out there, but again, a lot of people want them. There's all sorts of rumours going about, you know, I read this morning that Ross Stewart from Sunderland may be going to a championship club, you know, great, that's, that's for us, but I'm sure Sunderland have got the same problems as me, you know. The good thing is, uh, nobody uh, nobody's coming in for my players at the moment, you know. Uh, I think a couple of managers or one manager lately said that they can only play for Wickham, so I'm happy with that, they can, uh, they can stay at Wickham, but... Uh, There's definitely some shining lights in this squad. Uh, Keeping all of them is is key, but also pursuing these players that will improve what I've got, which is tough. Um, They're on the radar and we're actively chasing something.
1: Right, that's your lot for this week. We'll be back on Tuesday with a roundup of the weekend's action, the welcome return of the opposition view, and a chat about Wanderers TV. Until then, come on you blues.